The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to a special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, I'm looking forward to focusing today on something called Our Journey of Hope. We're going to tell the story of what our journey of hope is, how our journey of hope became, and what our journey of hope is doing, and I think it is a compelling story yeah, to be told. it really is remarkable. But let's begin with you, if you don't mind, because your journey uh, in, in envisioning this is important as well. What brought you uh, to the ministry that you have today? Well, I was a newly uh, graduated Bible student uh, living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, had just graduated from Rama Bible Training Center there in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, which was right down the street from, from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an organization in the community called Cancer Treatment Centers of America that I knew nothing about. And an individual who had worked there who knew of me challenged me with regard to my direction of thought from a ministerial perspective. Uh, my intent was to basically... Uh, at some point transition back home to Chicago, which is where I'm born and raised, uh, and start my local church. Uh, That was my desire to go to Bible college to become uh, a classically trained uh, pastor. And I think God had another plan for you. And God had indeed (laughs) another plan. And really in that, it was a very uh, interesting shift. Uh, I resisted the conversation. I, I really wasn't interested. I had no idea or knowledge of uh, healthcare ministry per se. I had heard about chaplains and and all that I had historically heard and my reference point about chaplains was not very exciting to me that they did generic work. They weren't real ministers. They didn't really have the ability to dig into theology. And I wasn't interested in it. I wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to talk about who God was and the love of God and the faith of God and who Christ was. And I felt eh, that probably wouldn't work for me. And so uh, after some prodding over a period of a year, I sat down and spoke with the organization and just off of the of a favor of the individual who uh, encouraged me to just consider the idea. Uh, sat down, spoke with that leadership. They basically wanted to hire me on the spot. I went home and I was very afraid mm. and uh, had to really wrestle with God. Took a leave of absence from my job at the time. I was working at Federal Express as a courier. And uh, ironically, my supervisor uh, at that organization was also my cell group leader at the church that I belonged to, uh, which was connected to the Bible college that I graduated from. And I sat down and I said, listen, I think maybe the Lord is leading me in a direction, but I need you to keep my job for me in case this doesn't work out. Can I take some leave of absence and some time off from work to just see? And he said, absolutely. Great. And he said, if the Lord is leading you down that road, I'll understand. But if you think he's not, your job will be waiting for you. And so I did. I did just that. And here I am 23 years later, uh, having worked at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. As a chaplain. As a bedside chaplain. And then I became the director of chaplains, uh, transitioned and transferred back home to Chicago from Tulsa. And on an encounter with a particular patient, Uh, The Lord basically led me down the path of thought of supporting and ministering 
to to pastors and church leaders and challenging them to be trained on how to support cancer care patients within their congregation. Which brings us to our journey of hope, which we'll explain in detail here today. But I find your story so interesting. One of my favorite sayings is that we don't get the life we deserve. We get the life that God designed. That's exactly correct. And you are living proof of that. Well, I'm, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to really say something controversial, but not, you know, complicated. Uh, I do not believe that we can have whatever we want to have. I, I, I hear that thought. I hear it taught a lot. I know we teach it to young people who are inspire, who are aspiring to grow up and be something. I don't believe that you can be whatever you want to be. I believe ultimately at the end of the day, you can force yourself to be something that you think that you want to be. But when you want to walk in the perfect will of God, you can only be what God has designed you to be ultimately. That's that's calling. That's what that is. And that's exactly what this was. All right. So that brings us to our journey of hope. So you have this experience working bedside with patients, and then eventually the Lord lays on your heart to help churches get involved. And that's where our journey of hope comes in. Where does the title come from, by the way? The title came from, we originally, uh, when I started this down this path, we wanted to call this program Alongside Ministries. And then we began to go through the process as a as an official corporate organization of what's available from a legal perspective in terms of names, what can be registered, et cetera, et cetera. And we found, quite frankly, that uh, the title of Alongside Ministries was already being used by other organizations for other purposes. And then once we ran into that dead end, we decided that we would sit down and have a focus group with our patients to ask them, in theory, if there was such a type of ministry or organization that was put in place to service local churches and pastors with regard to training and assistance around cancer care ministry, what would you like to call that? What would resonate with you? And what came out of several of those focus groups was uh, the, the, the thought of journey and hope. <laughs> so everybody kept talking about the journey and being hopeful. And so we, we landed on journey of hope. And then we had one particular older lady who said, yeah, we are on a journey and it is uh, something that we're trying to be hopeful about, but we can't do that journey by ourselves. We need help of other people. Why don't we add our? Hmm. Because we need others to be part of that with us. Yeah, and then we point. landed on our journey of hope. Our journey of hope. We'll, uh, we'll explain in more detail what this is all about as you join us now for this special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using the evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE, HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If your church has a congregation of 200 people, 
Statistics from the American Cancer Society suggest that approximately nine people in your congregation are living with cancer. And two more will be diagnosed each year, impacting their lives and the lives of their family members and friends. I'm Reverend Percy McCrae, and I have an important question for you. Is your church ready to really minister to individuals in your congregation who are living with cancer? We developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower you and to help your congregation. We provide free tools, free resources, free training, and a free monthly email newsletter with practical tips and insights from seasoned cancer care ministers. The Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network is open to all pastors, ministers, and church leaders. Believe me, it's a marvelous calling to care for people who are living with cancer. Join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Percy, before we go any further talking about our journey of hope, let's uh, let's open the scriptures together. Absolutely. And the scripture that I think is appropriate, and we utilize this scripture in association with our journey of hope uh, to convey the motivating spiritual principle. And it's found in Galatians, the sixth chapter, uh, verse two, that basically says this, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, Wayne, as a pastor, as a minister, I've had people ask me countless numbers of times, Reverend, what is the will of God or how do we fulfill the law of God? It's right Christ? there. Yeah. And and I, I remember a spiritual mentor of mine said, if you want to know what the will of God is, read the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's all it's laid out right there. And it absolutely is. There are some very clear and pronounced things that we're told to do that will speak to the heart of who God is and what he wants to do. We don't necessarily have to get into a lot of prayer and deep theological, you know, uh, reflection. And in this particular case, the scripture is telling us very clearly how we can fulfill the law of Christ. And that is to basically carry and bear one another's burdens. And that's exactly what our journey of hope's objective is to do. That's all right there. I appreciate you sharing that. Our journey of hope is really aimed at churches coming alongside, there's that word, and assisting people who are going through a cancer journey. Correct. The, the school of thought is this. The, the, one of the uh, key theological uh, beliefs and tenets of faith is the third personage of the Holy Trinity, which is the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, depending on what theological camp you come out of. But when you dissect and define the term Holy Spirit in the original Greek, the, the term or the word Holy Spirit is the word paraclete. Hmm. Paraclete is defined as one who comes along to aid and assist. The fundamental purpose of the Holy Spirit is to aid and assist us along the way uh, with the truth and the purpose of who God is, to empower us and to help us. We look at and view the fact that what is needed and necessary for every cancer patient, we have talked about it on many of our shows, is that fundamentally there are very few successful cancer patients who became successful by themselves right. on their own. They've needed someone, and in, in many cases a community of someones, to walk alongside them to aid and assist them. So that being said, that is the undergirding principle of the most important one of the most important groups of people that need to be equipped to walk alongside people of faith 
are pastors, spiritual leaders, church members that historically have not been empowered to do that. Right. And I think they would admit, many of them would admit that they're not prepared. They don't know what to do. They're not uh, equipped or trained to conduct a cancer care ministry. Many of them today certainly now openly will admit to that. But I can remember when we first started down this path, this journey. It was a tough sell. I I was given two sticks and a flint to try to start a fire here. (laughs) I was told, let's see what you can do with this school of thought and this idea. And I can recall vividly uh, very large churches and very well-known ministers that I had access to who fundamentally did not embrace the idea of ownership that they were not equipped or prepared to hold this conversation. So in many cases, just out of what I consider to be spiritual arrogance, the defaulted position would be we have this under control because we pray for our members. And I would challenge that response and say, what else are you doing in addition to biblically praying for people who are dealing with sickness and disease. There are other needs there. And then that's where the conversation tapered off into a completely different place. Mm. But I would have some pastors, Wayne, who would call me on the phone or in the dark of night and say, can we talk off the record Okay, and own and admit I have no idea what to do with this conversation or what to say to our congregation members. And, yeah, I need to own the fact that there probably is something that I need to do in addition to what I have traditionally done. So what were some of the first steps you uh, took toward our journey of hope getting established? Well, clearly one of the first steps was uh, messaging, simply trying to challenge the status quo of, of the faith community around the very point that was just made. Uh, In order for us to really embrace the prospect of doing this, we first need to own and admit what we've done historically has not been enough. Uh, It may may have felt like it was uh, appropriate, but was it really effective at the end of the day with all of the complexities of the conversation and the community? I would go to any church, anybody that would open up their door, and I would do a presentation or a seminar and challenge them with some of the data that we had at that time. For example, a study released by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute that was published by the Journal of Clinical Oncology about 11 years ago reported that people with advanced cancer felt that they received little or no spiritual support from religious communities and the medical system. However, those who did receive such support reported a better quality of life, and of 230 patients surveyed, the vast majority, 88% to be exact, considered religion to be at least somewhat important, but nearly half said that their spiritual needs were largely or entirely unmet by a religious community, and 72% felt that those needs were similarly unaddressed by the medical system as well. That was a shocker to the faith Hmm. community. I would challenge them so that we could get to a place of, okay, we need to have more insight and understanding. But then the second challenge was, historically, the faith community has not had a very good working relationship with the healthcare community. Hmm. The two communities fundamentally have not trusted one another because of what I consider to be a power battle of control, 
pastors want to have ultimate control of. I am your spiritual leader. Follow, listen, and and do what we are suggesting from our theological perspective, and God will facilitate everything that you need in your life. And conversely, the healthcare community fundamentally felt like, listen, all we need to do is just talk about medicine and science in an, in an exclusive conversation, and, and that's the end of this discussion. And for me, I felt compelled by the work that I was doing bedside every day that I saw the power of the marriage of the two working together. Yeah. That when we were able to honestly and respectfully combine the power of prayer and faith and the faith community's ability to rally resources and to support individuals within a healthcare context, I saw interesting things begin to happen with patients just in their overall disposition. And so from there, we thought it would be important that we would create a earnest and an honest relationship with the faith community and the healthcare organization that says, we respect what you do, we honor what you do, and we want to support what you do. Right. And that changed the climate of the conversation. We'll find out more from Percy McRae about our journey of hope on this special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, we don't want to go any further without mentioning that we do have a resource that we want to put into the hands of our listeners. Uh, You can do that uh, by simply going to our website and, and obtaining this resource. It's called Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. This is a great background document to getting you starting thinking about what role does my church, what role do I have to play through my church in helping with those who are going through cancer? Well, the document first helps to substantiate the fact that we are challenging local churches to have a cancer care ministry, not just something that we do casually. We're thinking about it as people pop up on the prayer roll, but we need to have a very structured approach to the idea of ministry that's affiliated and associated with the cancer conversation, just like the children's church, just like any of the other structured elements in local churches of ministries. This document helps to kind of give the bones and the framework of starting a cancer care ministry inside of our local churches. Previous to this discussion and our journey of hope, that was no, there was no such language hmm. even being utilized in local churches of association, cancer, care, and ministry together. No such animal. Wow. Well, if you do nothing else from our program today, make sure you download Cancer Care Ministry in your church at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. There's another thing that we've done, and then I want to talk more about the mechanics of how Our Journey of Hope works. But another thing we've done is we've set up the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, You'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. There's information there about ministry training opportunities and our monthly informative email newsletter. So just visit the website. It's the same one I mentioned earlier, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. And as we continue to talk about Our Journey of Hope, you'll see why this is especially critical. I'm Reverend Percy McCray. And I have been privileged to offer pastoral care to cancer patients and their caregivers for over 20 years. I also oversee a nationwide cancer care ministry training and support program called Our Journey of Hope. Our Journey of Hope offers cancer care ministry training to pastors 
and church lay leaders. Training events are held in various places throughout the country at no cost. These two-day training programs are designed to give leaders an overview of the medical, emotional, and spiritual elements involved in providing effective cancer care ministry. Each cancer care leadership training event gives leaders the resources they need to return to their congregation and implement an effective cancer ministry in their church, potentially impacting hundreds of lives. Cancer care ministry is an important calling. The need is great, but only a few have answered the call. If your heart goes out to individuals and families impacted by cancer, please visit our website and request more information about how to become part of our journey of hope. The special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae. We're talking about our journey of hope, a great program to get churches involved in cancer care ministry. And you started out by going to churches. And by the way, let's mention that in in just about every church these days, it's not hard to find people who are suffering some form of cancer or their caregivers for those who are going through cancer. This really affects all of us, doesn't it? Well, just based upon the, the national statistics that have been published by the American Cancer Society, uh, fundamentally now suggesting that one out of three people potentially will be uh, detected with cancer on some level in their lifetime, if you begin to just work that math down to the average congregation of 200 or less, we strongly suggest and believe that that number also infiltrates the community of people sitting inside of a local church. Sure, it makes sense. So at the end of the day, the reality is that there are many people sitting inside of every local church today potentially in one of three categories. They are about to be diagnosed with cancer, but not aware of that fact. They have been recently diagnosed with cancer, or they are working through the impact of a cancer diagnosis. So the need is obvious. Well, the need is great. Yeah. You started out by going to churches and saying, here's here's my vision. Here's the plan. Here's what I'd like to see you do as a church. Mm-hmm. But then you started thinking, we need to reach even more than I can possibly get to. What became very clear and obvious, and again, as is with anything that you're initially starting out to do, you stumble out the gate, you make mistakes, there are things you can do differently and better. We, we really had to sit, we had to take a step back and take inventory and look at how effective and efficient we were because I was working with very limited resources. And I thank God every day. And I think it's important and it's worthwhile to mention uh, that the Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, agreed to sponsor any and all of this training that was being done all free of charge, that we were providing the materials, printing the materials and et cetera, et cetera. But we had a very limited budget. And then we had a we had limited manpower. Uh, at this point, you know, I have now a uh, another one of. Uh, the Cancer Treatment Centers of America's chaplains and directors of their chaplaincy department from one of the other regional sites, who now is also part of this engagement. So he and I are are going across the country to anyone that will open the door <laughs> on a weekend. So I'm never at home. You I'm were on the pretty road. busy. Yeah, I was on the road <laughs> basically three weekends out of the month, and we realized that just for our own well-being, we're burning ourselves out. But we're not reaching as many churches as we possibly could, and we could be more efficient and effective sat down and began to work with 
uh, schools of thought of how could we do that differently. We conversely shifted our strategic approach. And instead of going to local churches, we then set up the program where we would invite local churches, pastors, and and faith leaders to come to one of our regional hospitals to do a training and and be immersed in a clinical environment that not only with the subject that they would receive, it would be within the environment that typically they would be visiting yeah. and engaging That's with. That's an important point. It was a huge point because then it became very visceral. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just theoretical, something I was reading on a PowerPoint slide or out of a handout. I'm in a healthcare environment, and then having some of those core principles presented by actual healthcare professionals. So an oncologist, a nutritionist, to actually talk about some of the components of how to support cancer patients and hearing from those per, uh, the perspectives of those uh, professionals who were speaking on behalf of that subject matter really made this program very real at that point and the subject very meaty inside of a healthcare environment. So we invited uh, leaders to come to one of our clinical um, facilities and receive two half days of training and immersion inside of a healthcare organization. I think it's important to note uh, that the agency partner that helped us with our strategy and, and kind of our marketing also brought to our attention that many pastors and spiritual leaders, that there were two dynamics that was associated with them in terms of health and sickness and disease of people in their churches. They weren't very familiar with the inner workings of the inside of a healthcare organization. Hmm. Quite frankly, many of them would honestly admit that they weren't comfortable going to a hospital. They didn't like the feel of walking inside of that clinical environment. Absolutely. And so it was something that we learned that we're helping to also destigmatize the feeling of being inside of a healthcare environment by also doing the training inside of one of our clinical facilities. So we've invited churches, uh, invited leaders and representatives and pastors to sit in a immersed training environment inside of one of our clinical environments and hear from some of our clinical staff and then do a tour of the facility. So this regional training is taking place now in these regional facilities. Uh, do I have to wait for an invitation to be invited to come to one of these uh, opportunities for Our Journey of Hope? No, uh, we have, of course, the Our Journey of Hope website, ourjourneyofhope.com, all one word, ourjourneyofhope.com. Built into that website is a registration page with a schedule of the training dates and the regional sites available for people to sign up and register free of charge and to attend one of those trainings so they can do that at their leisure. And then all of that electronically uh, registers them for that appropriate uh, training date and site. And then they become members of that class. And then they come and they experience that training experience, receive their materials. And then we actually commission those individuals and send them back to their local churches. And this is meant for church leaders, pastors, elders, other leaders? Well, the intent here is that we need to have the spiritual leader of a congregation, the pastor, who at least will buy into this because he or she has to cast that vision. We've talked about it many times before. So the the pastor does not necessarily need to attend the training. They're very busy people. So if they cannot, to send a representative and hopefully someone that they will delegate the authority of the leadership of their cancer care ministry to with that pastor's permission, but the pastor is 
uh, engaged with that process, understands what that person is attending and why they are attending this so that the pastor can cast that vision to the congregation and then set that leadership in place and begin to launch that ministry. If someone decides to take part in one of these uh, training opportunities, What's the cost involved? The cost is absolutely free of charge. Free. Free, free, free. Now, they have to get themselves there. They have to pay for their travel accommodations to get to a particular training facility or site and one night's hotel stay because it's two half days of training. Okay. And all of the regional training sites have discounted hotel accommodations locally that they can uh, take advantage of when they spend that night there because we have a dinner, we have a worship service, we have music. I mean, it is a full uh, immersion of an experience that many people have said, I felt like I was in my church service while doing this training. And then they graduate and we send them back home and we commission them to go back into their local community. Well, on this special edition of Health, Hope and Inspiration, we're talking with Percy McRae, who is director of faith-based programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, about this vision for churches to get involved in cancer care ministry. I just think this is terrific. And we want to encourage anyone listening to follow up on this. And one great way to follow up immediately is to download this resource resource, Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. It's available right now at our website. You can download it, print it out, maybe share it with the leadership of your church and uh, ask them to prayerfully consider this opportunity. Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church is downloadable at healthhopeandinspiration.com. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, H-O-P-E, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If your church has a congregation of 200 people, statistics from the American Cancer Society suggest that approximately nine people in your congregation are living with cancer. And two more will be diagnosed each year, impacting their lives and the lives of their family members and friends. I'm Reverend Percy McCray, and I have an important question for you. Is your church ready to really minister to individuals in your congregation who are living with cancer? We developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower you and to help your congregation. We provide free tools, free resources, free training, and a free monthly email newsletter with practical tips and insights from seasoned cancer care ministers. The Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network is open to all pastors, ministers, and church leaders. Believe me, it's a marvelous calling to care for people who are living with cancer. Join the Ministry Leaders Network today. 
Percy McRae is our host. And Percy, I know how important this is to you. This is this is not just this is not you. This is God's vision being carried out through you and other supportive partners. And in a very interesting way, in ways that I had never envisioned or thought and said, this is what I believe the Lord is telling me to do. The way that it was set before me, it was it was one of those dynamics of, Lord, who are you talking to me? This is what you're, you know. And so in understanding that it has become my life's work now at this point, you know, I'm 23 years in the process of working in healthcare ministry. And we're probably now talking about 14 plus years with working some aspect of what we now call our journey of hope. Yeah, how many churches have already participated? Can yeah. you number it? Yeah, we have now over 1,200 churches that have been trained with over 400 active cancer care ministries that have been launched as a result of right, this. Tell me a story. Who's who's doing it right? Interestingly enough, there are a lot of great stories out here of people who are doing unbelievable work. It's one of the other great joys that you know I now take with when I go to bed at night of all of the wonderful people that are doing great things. I'm thinking of a pastor. Uh, he, he's a great guy out of Indiana, uh, outside of the Indianapolis area. And I recall very vividly he going. He, he went through the training twice. He, he was so pumped up. He was like, I need to go back a second time to make sure I didn't miss anything. And that was at the time when we allowed people to do that. But because of capacity, we're like, listen, yeah, once you go yeah, through, we yeah. got to allow somebody else to have a seat at this point. He went back to his local church. And reached out to his local hospital in the community. This is a little country town, a little small town. And so they have one, you know, general hospital there, if if I could use that expression. But they certainly treated and they had an oncology department there. And he he just walked up to his local hospital and said, listen, uh, I've just received training on supporting cancer patients. I'm a pastor in town. I have a local church. And I would like to have permission from you to support your cancer patients that come through the hospital here. And the administration of that lot, that hospital was so moved, I guess, by his gumption, number one, but his compassion, number two, that they actually gave him office space really? inside of that local hospital for any of his trained members of his cancer care team from that local church that they could actually uh, have a office space that they could see patients inside of the hospital there whenever they were there. They saw what he was doing as an asset to what they were doing. And it's interesting because over the years, a lot of hospitals uh, really began, from a fiduciary perspective, began to cut out their pastoral care departments because of the cost to pay for pastoral care representatives and chaplains. Because here's a very interesting school of thought that I learned from an administrative perspective, spiritual support is not a re, uh, uh, a chargeable service. You can't charge for prayer, no. <laughs> unlike some people you listen to on TV. But outside of that, uh, there you know, it's not a reimbursable service is the word that I'm trying to come up with. And so for a lot of healthcare facilities who began to look at budget cuts, they began to look at areas that fundamentally was not adding, quote unquote, to the bottom line of the uh, of, of resources uh, to, to, to cost. And so they basically began to take away programs like pastoral care and began to utilize volunteers from the local community and churches to come and kind of provide prayer and last rites and emergency services. This hospital recognized, listen, we have an opportunity here with someone who has basically been trained by a healthcare organization, which is really important, mm-hmm. Wayne, because there are some rules that we need to understand that we haven't been associated with in the local faith community of do's and don'ts. 
there are some things you should and should not be doing inside of a, a local hospital. Absolutely, sure. Uh, but because no one ever taught us, you know, we go into those local facilities violating a lot of principles. So a lot of healthcare organizations may be a little leery of just letting someone walk through the front door. So this is a gentleman who now is trained uh, by us uh, to do cancer care ministry from a healthcare perspective. They gave him carte blanche to their hospital and the members of his team to support cancer patients, not only at his local church, but inside of their local hospital. I would imagine that took some relationship building. Absolutely. But the power of that is, as we now understand in the culture of church, uh, I think, rethinking today, we can no longer think about ministry as only within the four walls of our local church. We've got to think about what about the ministry outside of our local church. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to our opening scripture, you know, there are people that are sitting inside of local hospitals who need to be spiritually nurtured and supported. Where is the local church in that relationship? Well, this gave opportunity for an expression of that. Let's talk very specifically about how someone listening can get involved in our journey of hope. Now, we've said that this is for ministry leaders, the training and and so on, but maybe I'm not on the staff of a church or maybe I'm not in a position of leadership. What can I do about our journey of hope? That's a great question. And, and, And the reason why this question is very important is that we do believe with regard to the structure of our journey of hope of of presenting and providing resources to individuals that on some level can be held accountable with what they do with mm-hmm. these resources. That makes a lot of sense. I understand that. Because we don't want anyone to just randomly go out and say, I'm doing cancer care ministry, but they are not accountable to anyone. They don't answer to anyone. They don't have a structure. Sure. And, and there have been times that we've seen that happen. So there are two schools of thought here. Fundamentally, to attend one of the in-house or in-person our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Trainings, an individual needs to be a part of a structured local congregation with a pastor or someone that basically they are in spiritual, with has right. spiritual accountability. And it sanctioned them that, in, a, in, in a word to come. That is correct. So again, we, we engage the pastor. The pastor uh, grants permission for that individual to attend, and then we start down that path. But the other dynamic is that the need for information about cancer care ministry is far greater than our current capacity to train people. So to reach a larger group of Christian leaders with insights and information about cancer ministry, we recently started the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leaders Network. We already have over 25,000 Christian leaders participating in the free program. When someone joins the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leaders Network, they will immediately receive access to helpful information and insights, as well as a monthly informative newsletter. The Cancer Care Leaders Network provides a broad footprint so that we are now engaging with ministers, spiritual leaders, pastors across the country and around the world. Okay. We communicate with them on a monthly basis with relative information, articles, and subject matter that will be pertinent to them and the community of cancer patients that they serve. And then we have provided them with online resources that they can download, that they can use inside of their local church. They're part of the Our Journey of Hope family 
Ultimately, we want them to attend a cancer care leadership training so that they can have the tools and resources to train volunteers and start an effective cancer care ministry in their church. But we are supporting this group of people now with online resources and information. Mm -hmm. It's not a training. So I want to be very clear. We're not training anyone online. This program is not a training program, but we are engaging, nurturing and inspiring them. And we have provided them online resources that they can utilize right where they are. And anyone listening can download Cancer Care Ministry in your church and just kind of plant a seed with leadership to say, is our church doing something? Would you think about and pray about our church doing something? That is correct. I I just recently received a phone call. I'm on the road. Obviously, we're in the studio of a pastor from a town in Charleston, South Carolina, who said, hey, I received information about the Cancer Care Leadership Network. I'd like to pull about 40 churches together and have you come and make a presentation to help us understand better why we need to start a cancer care ministry. Now, that I can do and that I'm willing to do because what he's saying is I don't quite understand it all. I'm not sure how this really (laughs) works. I can't quite wrap my mind around it, but I'm interested in hearing more information. Well, he's part of the leadership network. We're communicating and nurturing the idea and the concept of cancer care ministry, and he, he wants to continue to... Um, engage on this subject, and he's like, well, can you can you come and just share a vision with us that will help us to possibly embrace a vision that then we can share with our congregation and send someone to the training? So that's kind of a another dynamic that's happening now that's very uh, interesting. But we have pastors from Europe, South America, the Caribbean, the U.K., Canada and Boy, etc. Growing then. Who are re- India who are reaching out on a monthly basis with regard to the cancer care leadership network resource. Yeah, I mentioned this earlier, but if you want more information about that, just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page there, and there you can sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network that Percy's talking about. Again, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. All right, Percy, let's say a church has decided uh, its leadership is committed and we're, we're going to start a cancer care ministry in our church. How can we come alongside them and support them? Well, first, join the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Network. It's easy and it's free. And it's a great place to start. Then attend a training. That training will indoctrinate and begin to start Uh, that representative down the path of understanding the nuts and bolts of what a cancer care ministry is. Part of that is that we're going to provide them with an eight-session or eight-week course that they can take back to their local church and begin to recruit and then start a cancer care team, not a cancer care support group, a cancer care team. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, The objective of of our journey of hope is to to empower individuals within a local church who can spend one-on-one time with individuals with cancer, not necessarily in a group setting, but be part and be intimately engaged with that family and help them walk through that journey. There's an eight-week course that we provide that they take back to their local church. 
those materials are provided for free. We have online supporting materials that go along with that eight-week course that they access, uh, which is password protected, that they can utilize throughout their training sessions of their groups at their church. They launch their Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Ministry. Uh, they begin to support people internally, externally, uh, local hospitals, etc., and begin to connect with cancer patients. The church then will choose a name. Many churches use Our Journey of Hope. When they do, we've created all sorts of supportive resources for logo creation that they can design and put on T-shirts and caps and bags. That's great. It is already in place, all online. All they have to do is plug in the name of their church, and it will create the logo for them to utilize on any of their materials. Hmm. We also have announcements materials. All they have to do is fill in the blanks for church bulletins, PowerPoint presentations, ads for websites, and ads for their local newspaper. These are just some of the resources available to help them promote and talk about their cancer care ministry within their local church and community. Boy, a lot of help available. Absolutely. All online, all ready to go. All they have to do is plug in the name of their church and the other pertinent information and they are ready to tell their congregation about our journey of hope to their community and get started making a difference in the lives of cancer patients and their caregivers. Mm. On the Our Journey of Hope website, there is a plethora of resources. I can't think of a better word to say it to describe the amount of resources that we have online. These are available to every leader when they complete the cancer care leadership training and return home to start their cancer care ministry. As you mentioned earlier, we have a specific website for this uh, this program. It's called OurJourneyOfHope.com. That is correct. It's all one word, OurJourneyOfHope.com. And if you can't remember that, just go to our program website, which many of you are accustomed to doing already, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And I'm sure there's links there. There'll be program notes for this conversation today where the link will be placed. So you won't have any trouble at all finding the information you need. Actually, we have a big old button on the top of the Health, Hope, and Inspiration (laughs) page that says Our Journey of Hope. All you got to do is click it. It'll take you right there. Could not be easier. All right. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider cancer treatment. Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE, HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our featured resource for this conversation is Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church, and you can download that at the same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Reverend Percy McCray, and I have been privileged to offer pastoral care to cancer patients and their caregivers for over 20 years. I also oversee a nationwide cancer care ministry training and support program called Our Journey of Hope. Our Journey of Hope offers cancer care ministry training to pastors and church lay leaders. Training events are held in various places throughout the country at no cost. These two-day training programs are designed to give leaders an overview of the medical, 
emotional and spiritual elements involved in providing effective cancer care ministry. Each cancer care leadership training event gives leaders the resources they need to return to their congregation and implement an effective cancer ministry in their church, potentially impacting hundreds of lives. Cancer care ministry is an important calling. The need is great, but only a few have answered the call. If your heart goes out to individuals and families impacted by cancer, please visit our website and request more information about how to become part of our journey of hope. Hey, shall we talk about what pastors are saying about this program? Well, I think to be fair, there is no reason for us to talk about this program and how wonderful it is and what we think about it. I'm biased. This is my baby, obviously. (laughs) I've never heard a mother say that she had an ugly baby. (laughs) That being said, I think that we should hear from individuals who have partaken, experienced. The scripture says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. My grandmother used to say, the the proof is in the pudding. And then my dad used to say, no, the proof is in the eating of the pudding. (laughs) So let's talk and let's refer to some individuals who have been there, done that, and experienced this and hear what they have had to say about the program. Uh, We have uh, some, some testimonial snippets. The first one that I'd like to read says this, this was an extraordinary experience ordained by God. It is a powerful resource that will help improve your service to your congregation and community. Uh, This is a quote from uh, Reverend Chris Nunn, uh, Huntsboro, Alabama, pastor. And by the way, this Our Journey of Hope is available to churches all over the country and beyond. As you said earlier, uh, some foreign countries are getting involved with this. Well, just as a quick note, we have had uh, pastors from the Czech Republic that have attended. Uh, We've had pastors from the Caribbean uh, that have come from South Africa and from uh, Jakarta, Indonesia, who have sat through our training classes inside of our Journey of Hope's experience. Here's a pastor from uh, Hope Mill. I like the name of this community, Hope Mills, (laughs) North Carolina. That's nice. Pastor Vandalin Barber says this is an experience, not just a training or a cancer seminar. Its value is far past what I ever thought would happen in these two days. So thank you, Pastor. Wow. And then we have another comment that's basically from Marietta, Georgia. And this is from Pastor Larry Gu. And he says this about his experience. If it had not been for the Our Journey of Hope training, we would not have had the tools or know-how to set up a cancer care ministry. This has been an amazing ministry and an opportunity for us to reach into our neighborhood and community. And what church doesn't want to reach deep into the neighborhood? And what better way than when someone is hurting, as they often are, through uh, the cancer journey? Absolutely. I think the current culture of the day, particularly with regard to the millennial influence, as we know, we hear a lot of interesting things about what millennials are and what they aren't and what they focus on and what they don't focus on. But one of the things that I've heard consistently about millennial influence is that they are very concerned about the world around them, about their community, about their brethren. And many of them are now part of our faith-based organizations. And that now has become more or less part of the mission statement and vision of our local churches now, that in order to reach 
um, you know, to to take care of what what's important to God. We can't just take care of those that are sitting in our backyard. We need to reach out beyond that around us. And so absolutely. Well, Percy, in addition to these great pastors, we have the actual voices of a few more who want to give testimony about our journey of hope. When someone comes to me and tells me that they've uh, just been diagnosed with cancer, the first thing I do is I just put my arm around them or I hold their hand or whatever and I say, how do you feel about receiving this? The next thing I do is I tell them that, you know, we have a cancer care ministry at our church and we follow the practices of our journey of hope. Our journey of hope really uh, has equipped our people uh, to come alongside those and uh, to encourage them that they are not alone and that, uh, that God is with them and uh, promises never to leave them or forsake them. The most rewarding thing I think is when you see a person where we change them to where they have hope when they come in and everything seems hopeless. To see that attitude and that change in uh, perspective and to where they, they gain this uh, element of hope, to see that, that change happen, to see them em- embrace Christ as their Savior, to see, to see their faith grow. When I started the, uh, the cancer care ministry in April, I didn't have any resources, to be quite honest with you. It was just me sitting out there saying, I want to do this ministry, and I really did not have a clue. When I found our journey of hope, and then was able to go to the training and saw what they offered, I was actually dumbfounded. Um, I said, wow, I can get all of this and I can learn all of this and get resources. Our journey of hope has allowed us not to be the victim, but to uh, rise above it and to be proactive instead of just uh, you know, sticking our heads in the ground but really to say, hey, you know what? This is a, a need not only in our church, but a need in our community. And it's a growing need. And those needs are really not being met uh, through the institution, through the hospital. And th- uh, so what better way to meet those needs than through the body of Christ? And I'm so thankful that uh, in, in the wisdom of how to help their own patients Uh, They haven't tried to become the church, but they've been able to say, hey, church, (laughs) could you become more? Could you become who God has called you to be? They have invested, obviously, material and time and resources uh, to the church and equipping, uh, you know, God's people to to really be uh, his hands and, and feet. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is here, but they have this other organization called Our Journey of Hope that helps churches build better cancer care ministries. I so appreciate what these pastors have to say about Our Journey of Hope. Percy, let's recap for a moment and cover the basics. What is Our Journey of Hope? The vision of Our Journey of Hope is to be recognized and trusted by Christian leaders as the primary provider of spiritual insight and practical resources to develop cancer care ministry in local churches and communities. To accomplish this, we have created the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network that provides information and insights about cancer ministry absolutely free. That's wonderful. 
Our Journey of Hope also provides our free cancer care leadership training program for churches and the faith-based organizations that will equip the leaders to train people in their congregation to help meet the needs of cancer patients and caregivers in their church and local communities. It's an opportunity to go deep into people's lives as they're going through a very difficult time in life. Absolutely. And again, as we now understand and as many people are articulating, cancer is the malady of our day. It's the plague of our day by many. And what are we doing to help meet the needs, mental, emotional, and spiritual, of those that are sitting in our churches and in our communities? Learn more at OurJourneyOfHope.com. And one more time, let's mention the Leadership Network as well. This is a very important aspect to this. The Cancer Care Leadership Network is the primary entry point into the many facets of Our Journey of Hope. The network reaches out to people across America and around the world who want to learn about cancer care ministry. This program is designed to encourage and equip people with free resources and information that we've developed and designed for them to access online. They receive a monthly email newsletter directly from me about cancer and cancer care that they can download. And at some point, many members of the Cancer Care Leadership Network make the decision to actually attend one of our Cancer Care Leadership training classes. I hope every minister and ministry leader listening today will take a moment and join the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Network. Well, this has been a special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration, talking about our journey of hope. And we like to bookend these conversations with Scripture. So take us back to the beginning. Where, where did you turn to at the beginning in the Bible? We want to close with a very simple scripture that we open to simply punctuate the point of this exercise. Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse two, basically tells us this. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Pastor P. Percy McRae from Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Brother, God bless you. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank you, my friend. And I want to remind everyone we've got work to do. And as we say here, keep (laughs) chopping the wood. You got it. And thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.